Hey, Dan. Hey, Ryan. All right. Can you hear all right? Yeah, hear you good. All right. So we'll just uh, I'll just ask about Bob Gibson and okay, and then just get into probably the Monday night game, and then finish out the other ones. Okay. Sounds good. Oops. All right. Well, wait, wait till it gets to a minute. All right. All right, that means one thing. We got the sports days on the line. Dad, how are you doing? Good, Ryan. How are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. <clears throat> so, we had the news of Hall of Fame pitcher Bob Gibson passing away. Now, why don't you just give a little breakdown about, you know, what he was about and how good he was. Well, arguably the greatest right-hand pitcher of all time is uh, 1968 season really was the reason why they lowered the mound from 15 inches to 10 inches. Uh, that year, he had 30, uh, 34 starts, 28 complete games, <laughs> 13 shutouts. Uh, his ERA was 1.2, and his WHIP was 0. 0.85. Uh, 304 innings pitched, so total domination. Uh, he was a perennial all-star, world-class athlete, played a tad for the Globetrotters, uh, was one of the fiercest competitors, if not the fiercest competitor of his era. He... Uh, he would knock a, a batter down for just looking at him wrong. All the great hitters, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, would always talk to his teammate about uh, don't dig in against Bob Gibson. And before one game that the Giants were playing the Cardinals, Willie Mays told one of their young sluggers, Jimmy Ray Hart, not to dig in against Gibson and Hart said he wasn't paying attention to Mays when he was talking to him. So the first time up Hart uh, digged in against Gibson and the pitch sailed by his head. Yeah. And, and then he, he, the second pitch, he digged in again and Willie Mays yelled no from the dugout and Gibson broke his left collarbone. So this is the kind of competitor he was, just uh, a great guy. And uh, during those great Cardinal teams of the 60s, he was their leader. So rest in peace, Bob Gibson. Yeah, absolutely. Does does a Bob Gibson ever play baseball again? You know, or is he going to be a basketball or football player kind of in this day and age? 
You mean in just in terms of his competitive spirit? Yeah. I, That's I like, think. Does he ever like become a pitcher? You know, a starting pitcher. You know, I don't. I don't know if we ever see a a, a pitcher that's as good an athlete. You know, he might get led to football or basketball. Yeah, possibly. Hard to say. And he was. I assume he was a good hitter too. Then. Yeah, he was an outstanding hitter. Had twenty four career home runs. Okay, and by digging in, you mean like just acting like you're comfortable in the batter's box, right? Just like didn't know taking like your left foot, back foot, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, and digging in with your cleats. We've seen it time and time again. He was one pitcher that would not allow that. Would yeah. Would, and if you. Oh, sorry. What about like? Do you think of Nolan Ryan of that? Were they similar? Or is Gibson much better, or better? Gibson was better during his prime. Okay. All right. Well, back to the NFL. So we got our double dose yesterday. That ended up going off smoothly. Uh, start with that first game. It's kind of a weird game. The Patriots at Chiefs. Chiefs didn't play that well, but. Still no problem winning, I guess. What did you see uh, as far as takeaways? We'll start with the Chiefs. Well, you know, you the shine is wearing off Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just a little. He's having a hard time getting in the end zone. He yep. had 16 carries, 64 yards, three catches, 27 yards. I mean – Roughly 13 points fantasy, not not that strong for a number one running back. And he, you know, he's a little guy. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a bit of a concern moving forward. I mean, he's still a must play in fantasy, but he's at the lower end of the RB1s now, I would say. He's in that 8 to 12 range. And... He needs to get into the end zone, and it doesn't look like he's going to have an easy time. They run a lot of gadget plays right around the end zone. Uh, Hartman got one. Uh, yeah, that's you know that one. Just, yeah, they, they've it's he's only got one touchdown. Would does he finish over five touchdowns this year? I'd say that's a about right eight. about right about where he would be at. Yeah, that's not that's not great. I mean, he's not considering, you know, that offense in his role. He's you know doing about. I don't want to say it's bad, but you know he's he's being. You see, I feel any running back could do about as well. Yeah, he's not doing as well as Damian Williams, for example, last year. No, he really isn't. Um, and then. You know, we got the two studs, Tyreek and Kelsey. Any anyone else? You know, I was was Watkins out this game, or uh, was, is there anyone else you can trust as far as pass catchers? Well, I mean, Kelsey and Hill. They they Patriots shut down Kelsey. He only had three catches, seventy yards, and Hill only had four for sixty four, but he did get a touchdown. You know, Watkins is hit hit or miss. He's a probably a wide receiver four in fantasy can throw up a big game, but he, you know, throws up more stinkers 
than a big game. But in that offense, he and Hardman are very similar. You know, you can roll the dice as a wide receiver for flex, maybe hit on him. Right. What if, what if either of them aren't playing? Did you, is it they're still kind of dicey, or would you think that would elevate them to flex? If what? If either one was out, let's say Watkins or Hardman was out. No, yeah. no. Right. Sim Mahomes is running a little more than usual, too. Yeah, well, it was last night. I mean, New England, you know, they know how to scheme a, a defense against an offense. So they, they, you know, Mahomes just looked average last night. He did. And that was pretty much the Patriots. So I wouldn't put too much into it. Right. I agree. Patriots D. And then back to the Patriots, they're, oh, I mean, there's, is anyone usable without Cam? No. Wow. No, maybe, maybe James White in PPR. But even, you know, now Damian Harris, I mean, he ran well. He had 17 carries, 100 yards, but uh, no targets. Right. Uh, you know, Burkhead got 11 carries, uh, got one target. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, Edelman, three for 35. No, they're, Cam is it. I mean, once Cam is back, Edelman gets elevated to wide receiver three. Yep, right. And then, you know, as far as Harris, he looks really good. He's he's a better player than Michelle, but, I mean, that's probably best-case scenario is last night, and that's still just 10 points. Yeah, you just can't – we know it. You can't trust the hoodie. You cannot trust the backfield rotation uh, for New England. Uh, all right, and then the uh, Falcons, Packers. Packers keep rolling. Is your man Baby Kittle for real? You have to take a look at him, I think, in uh, deep leagues. You know, I, he's not a tight end one yet, but he's certainly playable certain weeks. And these tight ends, I mean, they're just all over the place. Jasicki has had two down games. Higby, two down games. I, I, yeah, no, I agree. I remember I, at the beginning, I'm like, this is the year of the tight end. But now it looks like, well, no, or it's just, a bunch of them are mediocre and it's tough to tough to tell because um, there's so many in that range between like eight to 20, you know, and speaking uh, of which the Atlanta, you know, Hurst, he's been really disappointing. Yeah, he has. The Falcons yeah. offense, that was there. That was a weird one to figure out. It seemed like a lot of people were getting touches. What, what did you make of that game? Well, I mean, there's Julio with the hamstring nagging him again. So he virtually, I mean, he did have four for 32, but uh, didn't come back the second half. I mean, Ridley, zero points, zero fantasy points, only five targets. They said his ankle was still bothering him. Right. But so that, that was wild. This Zacchaeus. Yeah. That's two weeks in a row now. Okay. He said he had nine targets, eight catches, 86 yards. So that's uh, that's certainly respectable and gets you in the flex range. Is he above gauge? I'm not sure. Might be, though. It depends on, you know, who if Julio's playing, I don't think he is. All right. And then, you know, Gurley ended up with two touchdowns, but I'm not seeing it. No, I'm not seeing it there either. I mean, he had one target, one 
Uh, one catch, six yards. He did get two touchdowns, 16 carries, 57 yards. Uh, he kicked it outside there on that down by yeah. the goal line. But right. no, he, he – and then you you always run the risk of him getting hurt. So uh, I'm not big on Gurley. Right. And I'm not um, – oh, it, it's got to be Derrick Henry if you're not going to catch passes at all. You know, there's very, very few backs that can handle, you know, not being in the passing game at all. And it's not 2020 Gurley, that's for sure. Uh, Packers, you know, they're they're, they're rolling. They they look quite good. Uh, you know, we mentioned the tight end. You know, any anything else really to? Well, yeah, Jamal Williams. I mean, okay. if anything ever happened to Aaron Jones? I mean, they 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 like Jamal Williams. I mean, he was eight for eight for ninety five yards on receiving. So Rogers likes to dump the ball off to him and Jones anymore. And right. If anything ever happened to Jones, uh, Williams would be a huge asset. He would be a RB two, no doubt. Right. I think Ren Rogers even had a comment about you know, uh, you know how good Williams played and how nice it is to have you know a two running back with able to catch eight balls. So yeah, you know, a little disappointing from. Scantling maybe thought he would have the big game. Yeah, he did have eight targets, so he was targeted as as much as anyone. But uh, he apparently has trouble running routes. He's not a good route runner. So uh, they say Lazard was a little bit better at that. But Scant uh, Valdez Scantling is a little bit more of a long ball threat. So he's a you know he's a wide receiver three flex as long as those art is out. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's about it there. Packers D is probably, I don't you know, they'd be worth looking at as far as someone to, you know, hang on. How, how many D's do you, would you say usually are like set and forget versus how many are matchups? I mean, is there even like sticks defenses that you would use versus everyone or, What's your strategy in general for defense? Well, anymore, I'm, I'm not opposed to having two defenses and just playing the matchup. Right. So I think that's that's the strategy. I mean, years past, it was just one and, uh, you know, maybe stream along. But I'm in some leagues where teams are getting three defenses, which – Seems an overkill, but it it limits your ability to stream a defense if they're just not available. Right. No, that that's that's important as far as how your league is constructed. Some if some leagues are shallow and you're they might only have one D, but if if you're in twelve team leagues and everyone's carrying two, it's not like you're gonna be able to you know pick up the team that's playing the Jets every week. You know, you kind of got to plan ahead for that, and you know it, it matters. So it, it's. You know, it's, it matters, you know, the defense, whether your defense is getting two or 12. That can be the difference in the games a lot. Uh, all right, let's, um, let's move on to the Saints at the Lions. Lions just keep finding ways to lose. What do you got there? Running back situation still a mess? Well, you were talking down the Detroit side. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, Peterson had 11 carries, 36 yards 
did get in the touchdown uh, in the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, had no receptions. Yeah, that's a backfield to avoid. There are many, but that's one of them. Swift still is not getting the play that you'd like. Uh, mm-hmm. He he was four for four in targets and receptions and did score. But I mean, he's clearly the back to own. But they're they're he- committed to uh, Peterson, so. Carry on Johnson, he really can't even be rostered. Nope. Uh, Galladay looks good coming back. Uh, Hawkinson, I mean, I still don't think they're using him right. Yeah, he only had four targets. I mean, he was lucky to get the touchdown. And then Marvin Jones Jr., who was, you know, he he was a low wide receiver two, high right wide receiver three, but he's just not getting it done. He only had two targets, one reception for nine yards. So uh, he's a little suspect. He's in the, is he in the AJ AJ Green category where big name, but you might be able to let these guys go. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, no, I agree. And then, you know, Hawkinson, he's in that tight end. We'll have to come up with a name for that tight end range, but he's in there. And then is, is Stafford, would you consider him a matchup QB1? Yeah, yeah, strictly on matchup. He's not set it and forget it, but based on the matchup, yeah. Yeah, what about, like, for instance, Breeze versus who would you rather have given the a neutral matchup, Breeze or Stafford? I think Stafford. Yeah, me too. All right, and then moving to New Orleans, they – they had, you know, Smith got the two touchdowns. Is there anyone, you know, before Thomas comes back that you like playing? Not really. You know, it's all Camara. I mean, Murray, Murray vultured two touchdowns, but uh, so on some heavy bye weeks, you know, he's playable. But it's mainly the Camara show until – uh, Thomas comes back. Uh, Jared Cook is out right now, so there's not much for tight ends for them. Uh, yeah, they're, di- right. they're kind of different this year. They're not a, a stud fantasy offensive team, really. No, no, definitely, you know, not the Saints that you're used to. So I, I do like Sanders a little bit, but – you know, he's 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 one of those guys, he's a better real football player than fantasy player. Yeah. All right, the Seahawks at Dolphins. Fitz has been all right. I think it's gonna be Tua pretty soon, but he keeps throwing up pretty good numbers. Fitz does. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh it's only a matter of time for Tua. I Fitz they already announced him as a starter this week. So uh, you know, Fitz, is, right. Fitz has done a good job, but that's just, he has. It's, uh, I mean, again, just sicky, just very, very disappointing. Yeah, that that really, I mean, gosh, it looked like he was going to bust out. He had the, and then Devontae Parker, you know, he had a good game, but it's not like Preston Williams, you know, had a bunch of, t- you know, targets and a bunch of catches. So, you know, Parker had that 10 catch game kind of out of nowhere. You know, I suppose he's you know, he's you know startered flex type, but you know I don't think anyone else in there is playable besides Gaskin, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say Parker Gaskin. I mean, 
Jasicki, you have to kind of wait there. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you you probably going to play him if you don't have a better option, but you know, I I would probably take you know the baby Gronk from Green Bay while he's rolling over Jasicki, you know, until he has another good game. Uh, on Seattle's side is what the Homer's the guy that's out there. You see, you see any value in him, the pass catching running back? No, I really don't. No, all Carson because they do pass to Carson enough, right? Yeah, I mean he had four targets, three catches, twenty. He's actually catching it a lot more this year and had sixteen carries, eighty yards, two touchdowns. But you know it's Metcalf, Lockett. Lockett had a down game, kind of surprising. I mean, for Wilson's yeah. standards, he had a down game. Uh, Those are his down games, yeah. yikes. But, yeah, it was. It was kind of a down game. Um, and, you know, I would say more is must-own. Does he, does he – would he jump into a, a must-start if one of the other two go down? Because he's a good player. Yeah, he, yeah, I would think it would take one, one of uh, Metcalf or Lockett going down for more to have, uh, you know, flex appeal. Uh, I don't see him. Uh, you know, you'd have to have a heavy bye week to consider him in your flex spot. No, I agree. But uh, he he's a he's a good player, and you know, someone for the future. And if one of those guys get hurt, you know, I definitely like him. All right, the the Cardinals Panthers that that game was a little surprising. What's uh, Cardinals aren't really kind of playing out like you'd hope what's what what's your take there well their defense i mean it was just terrible they just didn't get any stops or uh i don't know if cross country and going to the east coast but that was uh that was a really poor performance on both sides of the ball uh I mean, on the Cardinal side a couple of things first of all Kenyon Drake you have to be really concerned yeah, but he is just not. He had zero targets. Ugh, that's the thing. It's it's you know if if you would have known you know he's not going to get any targets, and now all of a sudden you start you know thinking about it, and it's like okay, this dude ran off you know six good games in about five years, and was everyone overrating him? You know, just thinking he kind of okay. That's what you know. Miami wasn't using correctly. You know, he's gonna. Blossom in Arizona. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would personally really be really curious to see if he got hurt and how Edmonds did getting a full load. Well, it could come to that. I mean, he's he's not hurt. He, he got the wind knocked out of him towards the end of the game. There was speculation that maybe there was something wrong with him, but it was just the wind knocked out. So he's fine, but they've lost two games in a row. And if he continues to struggle, Drake, I think uh, you'll see Edmonds out there. You think so? I mean, they paid Drake, right? For the one year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, okay, just for the one year. Um, Tyler, hey, that was a weird stat line he had. It was. I mean, it shows you what a fantasy stud Kyler Murray is. I mean, he had 133 yards passing, and he lost a fumble. And he got twenty nine point one fantasy points. 
And, and no rushing touchdowns. No, but he had 78 yards rushing on six carries. Right. So, yeah. Not like, you know. He did have three t- passing touchdowns. So. You know, on a down a subpar performance. He, he's just a stud. He is. You know, 30, 31 attempts and 103. That's a little. You know, that's a little concerning, but I'm just going to chalk that up for, you know, Panthers playing D and, you know, it's probably schemed well. They're, that might be a pretty good coach over there in Carolina. Yeah, it might be. I agree with you. They're to come. They looked really poor or lousy the first two games, and now with McCaffrey out, they won two in a row, and they've looked good doing it. So, uh, they have, and, you know, that – there's not, you know, the waiver wire is pretty tough sledding this week. Uh, what about Bonifon? You, you feel he's worth grabbing? He or? might be, depending on your backfield makeup. Uh, it's probably right. the only I – mean, McCaffrey for sure is out this coming week, so I mean, he could be back the following week. You never know. Once he comes back, Bonifon, you know, is not rosterable. But, right. I mean, the big concern – on Carolina's offense is DJ Moore. I mean, again, four receptions, 49 yards. I mean, it looks to me like Robbie Anderson is their number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, I don't even – I think it's past the looks part. It's He is the receiver. And, you know, he runs all sorts of routes. He's he, he, is, he is so little, though. You know, he is really skinny, but he, he's, a, he's a good player. Would he had uh, what, eight for 99? Yeah, yeah, 11 targets, eight receptions, 99 yards. Yeah, so he, he again, that's four games in a row. I mean, he's top 10 wide might, receiver right now. Yeah, he might be the most consistent receiver because it hasn't been like all big games, it's been a lot of like games like that. Uh, so Mike Davis, he's He's a, not just a fill in, he's a really good player, too. Yeah, again, he, he did it again. I mean, Bonifon took. 10 carries, so I think they were just trying to keep Davis fresh. But, yeah, he's a, he's a back-end RB1, high-end RB2, you know, as long as McCaffrey oh, yeah. continues to be out. Yeah, Bonifant had a touchdown catch, too. So, I mean, that was, you know, that I think part of it was that they had a lead. And it was, uh, you know, just more credit to Davis that he gave away, you know, 12 touches and a touchdown and still had, you know, that big a game. So, all right, moving on to, do we have left? Oh, the bill. No, we did bills and Raiders. I think we, Oh, the last one is Ravens and Washington. And then we haven't done that game. So, uh, Andrews got right. Yeah, I mean, it's always funky with Andrews because, you know, he had three receptions. Three receptions, 57 yards, but he did get two touchdowns. So, uh, you know, his line is, I mean, he had one, you know, he's had four weeks. He's had two really good weeks. He's had two really poor weeks. So we'll see. On, uh, I mean, they're and they're running back situation that's just one to avoid i mean gus edwards nine carries ingram eight dobbins five it's just a mess and it's not uh it's not turning around for them fantasy wise no 
it would take like two injuries <laughs> and, and be last men standing to like have feel good about one of those guys. Uh, Hollywood Brown, he looked good as far as you know. He was all over the field. He almost got a touchdown. Yeah. but I mean, it's the Lamar show. They didn't have the ball very much in that game either. But you know, it's still the Brown Andrews Lamar. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, Brown's been disappointing too. Yeah, he has. I I think he's another one that's going to be better in real football than in fantasy. Uh, it's tough to beat, you know, Tyreek Hill and and do it in fantasy because I mean the speed guys they stretch out the field and they get pass interferences and they make big impacts throughout the throughout the game that don't necessarily show up on fantasy. Uh, Washington was actually the more interesting team from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Gibson looked really good. Yeah, Gibson, and he's up and coming. He's somebody you would want to own. He he looks to me like a clear RB two now. So he mm-hmm. moving forward. Then of course, uh, I mean, I, for a buy filling on one of my teams, I'm looking at using J J D McKissick. I mean, he had eight targets, seven receptions. They're using him in the old Chris Thompson role. So he's a sneaky flex uh, option yeah, this week. He's a involved in in Hopkins or Haskins wants to check it down big time he's he's involved uh you know McLaren he's 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 a wide receiver one even with Haskins low end yeah he had 14 you know, targets he, 10 receptions wow. 18 yards and uh Humphrey was pretty much shadowing him the whole day game so that was an impressive performance he just has such volume that uh he's going to be there every week yeah, and he he got tackled just on the one too. So I think some touchdowns are coming with him. Uh, some touchdown regression. Okay, so that means Peters isn't even the best corner on Baltimore. No, I think it's the one who just signed the uh, the big contract. Yeah, they're Baltimore's D's enough, obviously. Yeah. You know, starters. All right, so that will wrap up. Week four, like not not as not as much uh, action and glamour. But the waiver wire from my early looking is looking pretty weak. Uh, anyone you like on the waiver wire? Well, yeah, there's actually a few. You got to look at Dearness Johnson from Cleveland. I mean, here's a team that's number one in the league in rushing, and they're going to run the ball. I mean, he came in and got nine carries, so Hunt is not going to carry the ball 25 times. So I think you're looking at 12 to 15 touches for Dearness Johnson moving forward as long as Chubb is out. So that's one. Uh, with Ek- the Eckler injury, uh, Justin Jackson was the forgotten man, but he could very well take over Eckler's role. Eckler's- you know, Joshua Kelly initially but now he's had two mediocre games and uh not really utilized in the passing game uh justin jackson is so he's another one i think those are the two rbs uh that you want to target this week is on the waiver wire yeah no good actually good call on uh on uh johnson you know because because he you know hunt's gonna he's not gonna get every care you know and 
he he did well in three quarters without Chubb. And Chubb, that's a multi-week injury, correct? Yeah, he and Eckler. I mean, they're both looking at about six weeks. Okay. And, and Jackson, he's been pretty good before. You know, he, he, as far as, especially if he's going to get, you know, dump off passes. He's a Northwestern dude, so he's going to be a smart guy. So I, I could, I agree with Kelly being a rookie and having some fumbling. Uh, yeah, definitely go get Jackson. And then, uh, you know, any... Any any anyone else like any anyone on the Bears? I mean, you said you just Lamar Miller. I like that a little bit. Yeah, I mean he's on the practice squad. That that's a dart throw. That's a long shot. I wouldn't be recommending that to fantasy owners. Maybe. I mean the Green Bay tight end, maybe right. Kittle. That's another one that you could target. Yeah, oh, I would agree, and also the. Well, the wide receiver for San Fran, if he's out there. Ayuk? Yep. Yeah, he's taken in most leagues by now. but And again, he's been getting – I mean, it's very his stats line very deceiving because that's the second game in a row he scored on a rushing touchdown. I mean, that's – you know, how often is that going to continue? And it might be the first time that the hurdle has worked well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that rarely works. It's impressive, but – Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good move. No, it isn't. Um, and since he's an ASU guy, it just kind of reminds me of, of Harry uh, for the Patriots. I mean, he's he's looking like a boss big time. Well, they're to- two totally different ballplayers. I mean, Ayuk's uh, got big time wiggle. Harry has no wiggle. So they're two totally. One is electric. The other one is mundane. So <laughs> I do not see that comparison i mean they both went to asu well right that was that's it. the beginning and end of the comparison so they were both first round picks uh and, and harry you know he's what well, he was supposed to be electric oh i mean you know he was supposed to be like a galladay or a godwin type so i'm not i'm not seeing it so um all right what about uh miami got a shot tonight they, I don't they think so. I think yeah. they got the Lakers' attention, so uh, I, I don't see it. All right, we'll, we'll end on this. What what stat line would Anthony Davis have to average to get MVP of the finals? Would, would he have to average 40 a game? Well, what's LeBron's stat line? I mean, you have to look at it through that lens. So. You know, I mean, it's LeBron's to lose, so. You know, at least. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think there's any way that he doesn't win it. Yeah, he's going to win it. Yeah, he's going to win it. All right. Okay. Sounds talk good. You. All right. Talk <laughs> to you. Bye. Bye.